Hey everyone, saddle up and get yourself ready for the Horse Business Advice Podcast, where I share tips and insights for horse business owners around the world on all kinds of things to do with running your business. I'm Melody, online horse business coach, mother, lover of horses, collector of far too many saddle pads and unicorn obsessed. I'm absolutely passionate about helping equine-related businesses get the confidence to move forward and get organized enough to be able to still have a life and a business at the same time. Now, I don't want you out there struggling to find the help you need, wondering what the hell to do next. I'm here to tell you that you do not have to go on this journey of horse business alone. So come along and join my free Facebook group, Equine Entrepreneurs Horse Business Advice, and be part of a really supportive and thriving community of horse business owners from around the world. Welcome, welcome. It's Melody here. And in today's episode of the Horse Business Advice podcast, I'm going to talk to you about for those of you who are in the throes of starting a business is identifying whether something is a gap in the market or just not something that people want. It's a really confronting question. I get it. Here's the thing, right? I come across people all the time that say, nobody does this out there. Nobody does this out there. Or the other thing they come across is everybody needs this. And that's their thought. Everybody should have this because this happens. Everybody should have that or do this thing or learn about this thing. And those things might be true, but none of them are going to bring you any sales unless you know for sure that people actually want the thing that you're thinking of selling. So there's need and want. They might need something, but unless they want it, they're not going to buy it. Confronting, right? So I'm not saying that new ideas are a terrible idea. What I'm saying is you need to do some proper market research before you start a business. I have seen people spend $20,000 launching a new business and then wondering why nobody is signing up to their program or buying their stuff or whatever. And the reason is, is that whilst they think everybody should have this and they think it would change everybody's life and they think it's amazing, it's just not something that people are looking for. People are looking for something, but they just haven't quite nailed that's what people are looking for. And you're really going against the grain if you come up with a product or service that you have not tested in the market, that you've not done any market research, that you personally think everyone should have, and then your next thing that you have to do is then educate the entire population that they should have this. That is tough. That is hard slog. Why would you make it that hard on yourself? Instead, why wouldn't you do some market research and actually figure out what people need and want? So it's really easy. You can get caught up in the excitement. You can assume that your product or service is something that people want. But sometimes if nobody else is doing it, there's a reason And if nobody else is selling it, sometimes there's a reason and you need to look into that and you need to answer those questions. Is there a reason nobody else does this? Don't just jump into business, spend that $20,000 setting up, quit your job, 
and end up sitting there looking at a blank email screen because nobody's sending any orders in. You're going to sit there and wonder why the hell nobody's buying your stuff. And the reason is is because you didn't do your research up front. Market research is essential. You need to look at your potential customers, your competition, the industry trends. It'll help you identify gaps in the market and also help you figure out whether your product or service will be viable. You need to come up with a business plan. And all of this is you need to do stuff that is beyond your own assumptions and understanding. I think that's the important thing is we can't just think internally what we think. We think everybody is going to love this. We think, you know, we think everybody needs this thing. And even we might even know that everybody needs this thing. And you know what? Here's the other thing. You might post on social media and say, oh, who'd be interested in X, Y, Z? And 50 people comment, oh, my gosh, yes, they're amazing. That sounds fantastic. But do any of them actually have a credit card and are they prepared to use it? Because that is the only way to really qualify ideas is with people's credit cards. And what I mean when I say that is it's all very well for people to say on social media, oh, yeah, I'd really love that. But that's not a commitment to purchase and that's really important. So when you do market research, putting a post on Facebook and saying, hey, would you buy this thing? isn't necessarily enough it's not an answer it's not enough of an answer so what you need to know is what people are searching for what are they asking for what are they currently spending their money on and the other thing you need to be aware of is who are you asking these questions of one of the most common mistakes I see people make is asking their friends and family for their opinion. And unless your friends and family are small business owners in the same niche as you and and might I add successful small business owners that are making a profit, that have a product that runs out the door or a service that runs out the door, those are the wrong people because they are going to be biased. They love you. They want to support you. They don't want to shoot you down in flames. So they're going to tell you it's a great idea or they're going to have so much fear that even they're even going to knock down a great idea. And I see both of those things happening. People saying, oh, my gosh, that's such a great idea. Yes, you could definitely do that. Or saying, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. And both of those answers are wrong. And that's because you've asked the wrong people. So, Consider talking to business mentors, business coaches, people like me, people in your industry, potential customers. Potential customers are you are your most important source of information. So I mentioned business plans a minute ago and I've been working on business plans in my membership group, the EE Brains Trust, recently. And it's amazing how many of them, when I say let's update their business plan, they kind of say, uh, <clears throat> what business plan? Or, oh, I did one seven years ago and I haven't looked at it since. Or they're just, oh, I'm too busy for that. Or they just don't respond. But then in the next sentence, they're like, why am I so busy and I'm still not making a profit? And I just have to look at them and just go, yeah, you don't have a business plan, that's why. So it's really exciting to start a new business and jump in and, you know, perhaps Perhaps you've already started your business and you you started off as a hobby, so you didn't 
want to write anything down. You just sort of ticked along and saw how you would do it. But at the point where you realise it's a proper business, you need to stop and actually start documenting this stuff. And it's not just documenting it for documenting's sake. I am far from the person to document something that I don't need to document. I have to make myself write stuff down. But doing a business plan actually tells you whether your idea is going to be viable or not. And for those businesses that have sat there and realised at the end of tax year, this often happens, the end of the financial year, you look at how much money you haven't made and you think about how much time you have spent. You're like, I've been working 50 hours a week and I've earned $20,000 in the whole year. My hourly rate was ridiculously small. What, what am I doing? The answer to that is you did not have a plan. You had not done your market research and you hadn't actually figured stuff out. So there is always an answer to that kind of thing. Sometimes business, some business ideas are more viable than others. And even though you feel excited and passionate about it, if you haven't sat down and actually done the research from a market research point of view, but also from a viability point of view, then it's going to be very difficult to make it work. So a business plan is going to help you stay focused. It's also going to help you measure your progress. I have a training on how to create a business plan in my EE Brains Trust. So if you, and it's specifically targeted towards horse business owners. So if you are interested in that, please reach out to me, track me down, find me, and I will tell you a little bit more about it, about how you can join the membership so that you can access that. It's a bunch of video trainings, talking through each different section, and then it gives you a massive template to fill in. Once you've got a bit of a solid business plan, you need to get into some serious market research. Now, there are so many ways to do market research. You can use online surveys to gather information. You can engage with people on social media and you can do some competitor analysis. I mean, stalk your competitors or who your would-be competitors. You need to understand what's going on for them, also understanding their strengths and weaknesses. You also want to look at things like Google Trends. Now, Google Trends is going to show you what the search volumes and trends are relating to your product and service. So if nobody is Googling purple sparkly saddle pads, then don't start up a business selling purple sparkly saddle pads because people you think people need purple sparkly saddle pads. I mean, clearly they do. That was a terrible analogy. That's a great idea. Start that business, please. Then send me a link. But, you know, what you want to do is look at what people are looking for, how many people are looking for it, what are the trends, is it growing, is it reducing, all of that sort of thing. So that sort of thing is also really important to do. You could even organise some focus groups. Now, focus groups is where you get a group of people who are in your target market. You get them together and sometimes you can do this in person or sometimes you can do it online. depends what your business is and what suits you. And you might fly ideas past them and ask them for feedback and have it's often a group conversation. Sometimes you can pay people to be in focus groups other times people might volunteer, but please don't fill your focus group with friends and family. Fill it with people that actually are the right kind of people. So that's important. So 
in your market research, there's all kinds of things that you can ask. It's, you know, do you have this problem? What What's your first reaction when you have this problem? What do you do? Do you go and Google? Do you go and ask Facebook? Do you do this? Do you do that? Do you consider this an investment or an expense? You know, you want to, how much do you think you would pay for something like this? What's important to you when you're choosing this? What kind of testimonials would you want to be seeing? All of those kinds of things, like literally anything to do with the business and the process you need to be asking in your market research. So it's not just a, I'm thinking of starting a business selling purple sparkly saddle pads. Do you think that's a good idea? I would be talking a lot more detail. They're going to be sustainable. They're only going to be full size. They're going to be available worldwide. So you want to be giving a a fair bit of information. They're going to be $300 per saddle pad. You know, that's going to change the answer to if they were $50 saddle pads, of course. So, and again, you have to be asking the right people. So ask the people that you think are going to become your clients. And that's important. Market research is hard. Don't don't get any other impression than this because you might be listening to me now and just going, well, how do I even start? There's a lot involved in market research. And, you know, you can Google market research tips and ideas. There's so many articles out there to help you figure out how to do it. But the short version is, is you need to do some market research. You need to do some number crunching, figure out how much things are going to cost you, how much, and that's so that's not so much market research, that's your business plan. But how much people will pay for it? What kind of a need is there? How many people are currently looking for that sort of thing? What other options do they have? What problem does your business idea solve? And make sure that when you are looking at a gap in the market that you've perceived there to be a gap in the market, make sure there's a reason, not a reason for the gap in the market. Is there a gap in the market because actually nobody wants that? In reality, they don't want it. Is that possible? You know, sometimes I see people niching down super, super, super niche down to a gap in the market where say, and I'll use a really random thing that's not real, but let's say they've decided that they're going to sell grown men jodhpurs with pictures of Tonka trucks on them because nobody out there sells grown men jodhpurs with pictures of Tonka trucks on there and that's not right in the universe. There's one man out there that wants Tonka trucks on his jodhpurs. Here's the thing. There's a reason why nobody sells that is because maybe one or two men want Tonka trucks on their jodhpurs but most don't. And that's where you have to identify whether it's a gap in the market or if it's a deliberate gap because you can't build a business based on a couple of people's desires. It has to be bigger than that. So those businesses that I see niching down to something that they see as really unique and a real gap in the market and then two years later they're still struggling to sell anything and make money and that's because it's too niche. It's too narrow. Men's jodhpurs with Tonka trucks is not something that enough people are looking for and whilst nobody else does it and that makes you unique and special, there might be a reason why nobody else does it and that's what I want you to think about. 
And I'm not trying to knock people's ideas here because there are some cool things out there that are really niche. But you've got to be realistic about it and you've got to do the market research. If you come up with a niche idea, that's amazing. But make sure that you qualify it and back it up with the market research so that you know that more than three people are going to want to buy that thing. Because there's no way you can survive in business on just being able to sell one or two things a month because it's the only place that people can buy that one or two, that those jodhpurs with Tonka trucks on them. And that's what you've got to recognise is, is there a gap in the market for a reason? So just going back over what I've said, identify a gap in the market and then just realise whether it's actually an intentional gap or whether that's something that you really can fill. Create a business plan and do all the numbers and all the research. Look at your competitors, look at your ideal clients, all of those sorts of things, and then get out there, get your feet on the ground and get some market research happening. You might spend a month just endlessly talking to people. You may even be able to get 15 different people on a phone call and ask them a whole series of questions. And sometimes it's easier to do it that way than to have people fill in a survey because if you're on a phone call with someone, you can adjust your questions based on their previous answer. So it's always useful. You need to make sure you qualify them so they need to be in the right demographics and need to they need to be the right person. So, you know, you must have at least three horses. You must, you know, you must be a female between the age of 32 and 40 or whatever it is, like whatever your criteria is going to be stick to that criteria and I don't know if you've ever been asked to be involved in market research but they'll always say are you are you this 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 and this and if you say no to one of them they're like well right you'll you you don't count we don't want to talk to you make sure that you do that with your market research only after you've done all of these things should you then go out to market spend that money invest in your business because you've already figured out that it is going to be a success because you've got it all in writing. You've got your business plan. You can actually project out what you're going to do. You can actually figure out how many things or how many services or whatever you're selling that you need to sell to break even to actually cover the cost of starting your business. You'll be able to actually work out all of that stuff up front and that's really important for you. So good luck. And don't forget, I'm also here to, I do free 15-minute calls to chat over quick ideas and at least help point you in the right direction. So if you want to hook up with one of those calls, just let me know. You can find me on my website. You can find through my show notes. And happy business planning, everyone. I'll catch you in the next podcast. Hope you have a great day.